We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Wizarding World Lorecast, where we're going to take a deep dive into the world and lore of the Harry Potter universe, such as the creatures, the people, and yes, even the magic. Welcome back, witches and wizards, to another episode of the Wizarding World Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, followed by my two other hosts, Nina Kitty. Hello. And Courier7. Hey. And uh, for this week's episode, I thought we could do something a little less, like, dark from our last episode um and, god that was so dark um and i apologize if it if anybody did not like that episode i fully understand but the topic had to be discussed at some point or another so yes but sure. nonetheless um this week we are going to start a two-parter uh for the mac usa which is uh, which we'll get right into it, is the Magical Congress of the United States of America, or often abbreviated to the MACUSA. Uh, they were a magical body in charge of governing the wizarding community of the United States of America. It led by the president of the Magical Congress of the United States of America. So the MACUSA is the equivalent of the Ministry of Magic in America as it is in Britain. It's just another form of uh, governing body for all witches and wizards in the wizarding world, just on a different continent. So, uh, but unlike uh, the no match, the United States Congress, which is divided into the House of Representatives and the United States Senate, the MAC USA was uni uh, communal, uh, which is it's just one body instead of two separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MAC USA was located within the Woolsworth Building in downtown New York City. So, Nomage is, and you'll hear this term a lot on this episode and next in next week's episode. Nomage is the term for Muggles in the United States, as and in Britain, non-magic people are called Muggles. In the United States, non-magic people are just called Nomage. We just Nomage mean no magic. We like. Being the U.S., we're we just, so original. We're so simple. <laughs> it's original. just so simple. <laughs> so in this in this episode, if you live in the United States, like we do, like we do, us three, 
some of the stuff might, you know, have some, you know, real world implications to what we know today. So, like, the House of, you know, House of Representatives, the, the Senate, obviously those two things are major in, you know, U.S. politics to nowadays, which mm-hmm. I will just frankly be blunt. I hate politics. And I'm pretty sure at this point everybody does. I think politics hate politics. Oh, I absolutely agree to that. That's all I'm going to say. So, um, with their headquarters, so the headquarters of the Magical Congress of the United States of America was located in the Woolsworth Building, New York, New York, New York. I hate how they have that. They have a city named after the state in the state. Super original. (laughs) Right back to it. Right. Uh, The building that housed the Magical Congress of the United States of America was about as imposing as Green Gott's Bank. It was a vast and grand, covered in gold, emerald, and maroon, and black. Fancy. So, it looks super fancy. And it was the American equivalent of the Ministry of Magic and had similar levels of autonomous grandeur. So, yeah. As I said earlier, it's literally just the United States version of the Ministry and you'll you'll see some similarities similarities between the two and some vast differences but we'll get into that so the functions of the MSA USA perform many of the same functions as other wizarding governing bodies in other countries such as the ministries of magic or councils of magic the MAC USA was modeled on the wizards council of great britain which predated the ministry of magic Representatives from magical communities all over North America were elected to the MAC USA to create laws and both uh, both policed and protected American wizard kind. In the MSA USA's early years, its primary aim was to rid the continent of scours, corrupt wizards who hunted their fellow magical beings for personal gain. MAC USA's second great law enforcement challenge was the number of wizard criminals who had fled to America from Europe and beyond precisely because of the lack of organized law enforcement such as existed in their own countries. Oh, wow. They were unorganized? Not like we didn't cover that at any other point. Right? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, that's a shock. Oh, wow. Other people come to the U.S. and do... Yeah, yeah. you'll see some a lot of similarities. It's, <laughs> it's kind of scary how they... And focused on, and the MAC USA was created during the time of the Fantastic Beast films. So this is not even during like uh. Uh, the Harry Potter film series. This is even after. So this is fairly recent, in the last decade ish. So we got the information for them. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. So now we get into their history. So in the early years. The Magical Congress of the United States of America was established in 1693 with the induction of the International Statute of Secrecy as a direct result of the Salem Witch Trials. Thus, this means that the MACUSA predates the nomad formation of the United States of America led around a century. So, Which makes sense. Which makes sense. That's kind of what they It's know. also like interesting that the MS, like the, this... Or the organization started before the United States was called the United States. 
Because the United States didn't get independence until 1776. The MSA USA was created in 1693 <laughs> during the Salem Witch Trials, which does make sense if you know the Salem Witch Trials. In yeah. the Wizarding World lore, there was actual, you know, witches and wizards compared to, you mm-hmm. know, what our real world. Even our real world time, it's a terrible, terrible event. Absolutely terrible. I mean, it's a good thing yeah. to kind of start it. I mean, it's a good reason why it got started, that they needed to have some sort of government over oh, yeah. this so it didn't happen again. Right. Mm-hmm. People burning the stake and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not fun. Except not if you want to be the witch in Britain that loved being burned at the stake because there's a spell to not burn. Yeah, she got burned. It was... Hundreds of times. It was a lot of times. <laughs> Hundreds of times. Yes, she was just all about that. And you can find her portrait in Hogwarts Legacy, which is funny. Oh, yeah. Isn't she actually burning at the stake? Yeah. In that picture? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I remember. And mm-hmm. like in the description, she's uh, she uses a specific... I can't remember the spell on the top of my head, but uses a spell to not be burned, but is like mm-hmm. she just enjoys being caught on fire. Yeah, Never weird. Works, man. <laughs> um, so one of the representatives was jo- uh, Josiah Jackson, who became the first president of the MSA USA. Josiah was thought to be strong enough to deal with the troubles caused by the Sam Witch Trials. The first task of the North American Wizarding legislation was to put the trial of the Scours in an unscrupulous and brutal band of wizarding bounty hunters and racketeers executing those convicted of murder, wizard trafficking, and torture. So, scours are basically the Wild West wizard kind bounty hunters. I love that. But they didn't like them. I just want them to wear a cowboy hat. (laughs) And use a wand and (laughs) do a freaking, like, walk ten paces and see who shoots first. Like have a spell and make a lasso and round up them bad guys. That would that'd be fun. Hey, there are spells to make uh to you make a like a to make a whip or a lasso or yeah. anything. There is there's spells like that because we do see them. See? see, that's just my mind cannon right now. <laughs> and then uh Josiah Jackson's main priority when he became president was to create and train orders. There were only a select few to start with, with two of them surviving the old age. They won the enduring respect of the magical community in North America, which was extended to their descendants. And the MSA USA has had to move its location at least five times since the inception. Originally, the MSA USA had no definite uh, meeting place and moved around so it would not be detected by Nomash. Which, okay, yeah, I mean, er, the early days when it was, you know, before, like, the USA was on its own and independent. Yeah, I would say they would have to move a lot because during the times of the colonies, people were moving around quite a bit. Trying to get their own land, start Mm -hmm. their lives. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And then due to the fact that America had very hostile relationships between magical and non-magical people, there were no cooperation between the MSA USA and the Nojmaj government. Eventually, the MAC USA created an enchanted edifice in the Appalachian Mountains as their headquarters. However, they had to relocate as it was an inconvenient location. Yeah, uh, I mean, someone who was born and raised in, uh, in Pennsylvania... 
for seven years, the Appalachian Mountains is just a bad place. I would think any just, really mountains would be a bad place. Yeah, it's just <laughs> not fun. The winters suck. I will, yeah, I will tell you problem. that. The winters were terrible. Because mm-hmm. I was on the east side of the Appalachians towards the coast. Mm-hmm. So the winters were much rougher than on the west side of the Appalachians. Oh, mm. I can imagine. I was locked in. I, we were buried in a house for at least two to three days because the snow drift was as high as my door. I'd cry. That I was. I think that was the down. snowstorm <laughs> of 97 or 98 or something like that oh, in Pennsylvania. I can't remember. Yeah, it sucked. Um, and I was like five at the time. Five yeah. or four or five, and I barely remember any of that. But yeah. Um, so in 1760, the MSA USA relocated to Williamsburg in Virginia, where the president, uh, Thornton, Thornton Hawkinsway lived. Hawkinsway bred crops, which possessed a great aggression towards non-magical people. When the crops attacked local non-magic, it led to a great breach in the statute of secrecy, and Hackaway had to step down in disgrace. And if nobody knows what a crop is, um, crops were are uh, you can get one in the Hogwarts mystery mobile game, but crups are essentially do- two-tailed dogs. That's it. They're dogs just with two tails. The puppies are adorable, though. Get the puppies. Get the, puppies. <laughs> the puppies are adorable. Nice. And the MSA USA then relocated to Baltimore, where President... Abel Fleming lived. However, when the Revolutionary War began, the MSA USA decided to move to where it would become uh, Washington decades before the Nomad Congress even built the city. So they kept moving to a place that the Nomad eventually colonized or made into a giant city. Let's <laughs> go to Baltimore. <laughs> oh, the Revolutionary War started. Crap. Um, this became a war zone. Let's move to Washington. Oh, crap. They're going to build a giant freaking Roman city here. Lovely. Yeah. And then in 1777, when President Elizabeth McKinley, uh, president over the infamous country or kind debate, it was the extraordinary meeting which led the expansion of the Great Meeting Chamber. They discussed whether to support their community or country and whether to fight for liberation from the British Muggles. They also debated whether it would be really their fight. The argument did not go well and led to a fight. I just want to point out that there was a female president in 1776 for the MAC USA, and we're still struggling with the concept of it today. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. (laughs) They're ahead of their time. See, the wizard, (laughs) wizard kind, they don't care at all by who you are as long as you can get the job done and that's how it should be absolutely absolutely but you know i won't get into the real world version of things because it just goes it would go into (laughs) things i don't want to talk about it would be a different conversation i just wanted to point out that yeah that's amazing wizard kind knew with knew the trend of things how it should be well before muggles did Absolutely. So, pro 
Interventionalists argued that the intervening, they could save lives, while anti-interventionalists believed that they would reveal their community by intervening and place it in danger. They sought the advice of the British Ministry of Magic to find out whether they intended to intervene on their side or applied with only a four-word letter, sitting this one out. McKinnabilly <laughs> replied with an even shorter message stating, Mine you do. <laughs> because they don't want to go to war. Nope. <laughs> the Ministry of Magic's in Britain say, Yep, we no, we're not we're not getting into this. Nah, man. And then the USA the MS MAC USA is like, Yeah, d- don't don't do anything because it won't go well. Nope. <laughs> Ultimately, they did not intervene, but they did attempt to protect the nomad neighbors unofficially and celebrated Independence Day. No. Oh, shoot. Where was I? Oh, there we are. Uh, and the MSA USA's 15th president, Emily Rappaport, uh, presided over... One of the largest ever breaches of the Statue of Secrecy when the uh, Dorcas 12 Twists, 12 Trees, daughter of the MSA USA's Keeper, Treasure, and Draglet's Aristotle 12 Trees, unwillingly revealed major details of the wizarding community to a scored descendant named Brothermule Barebones, who subsequently used this information to start a brief, ill-fated, but still highly damaging crusade to expose wizard kind. Ugh, their names. My gosh. Twelve Trees. I like that last name. That's different. Though Barebones' effects were unsuccessful, and the incident nevertheless proved highly embarrassing for the MSA USA, who were forced to relocate their headquarters and face humiliating censure from the N- International Confederation of Wizards, with Rappaport herself being forced to admit that she could not be con- uh, certain that the incident had been entirely contained. Mm-hmm. In direct response to this breach, Rappaport's law was drafted and passed into law, which would enforce strict segregation between nomads and wizarding communities. Henceforth, wizards were no longer allowed to befriend or marry nomads, and penalties of such Fraternation was harsh. Communication was also limited to only if necessary to perform daily activities. During this time, the MAC USA worked strictly independently of the nomad government to decrease the possibility of exposure. And then under Rappaport's law, the MAC USA continued to avoid communication with the nomad community for many years, and the MAC USA also continued to impose uh, severe penalties on those who disobeyed the International uh, Statute of Secrecy. Which, I mean, you should impose heavy law over that because you don't want magic to get out because people are afraid of the unknown. And weird. Especially during that time yeah. in the oh, Americas. Yes. <laughs> during any time in the Americas, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And then after the Great Sasquatch Rebellion of 1892, <laughs> the MAC USA was forced to relocate its headquarters to the for the fifth time in its history and moved from Washington to New York City at the Woolsworth Building, where it remained throughout the 1920s. Okay. Let me stop right there. (laughs) So in Britain, we have the Goblin Rebellions. 
and the United States, we have the Sasquatch rebellions. <laughs> because wow. why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! I can't even with that. I w- that didn't even like cross my mind that Sasquatch is Mothman a part of this? Like I have questions. <laughs> Big, just Bigfoots are just like rebellion against the uh, wizard kind of the USA. Oh my god. All right. So oh. the rebellion was blamed on Irene Crandandor Dander? Dander. Uh, head of the body of the protection of magical species as uh, Need Dander had taken attacking the Sasquatch that had done something wrong which led to their decision to rebel. It, all, it had led to a great Obliviations in Washington. So, Obliviations mm. is the spell to erase memories. So, they had to wipe a lot of people's memories because Sasquatches were just attacking everything. Sasquatch gone wild. <laughs> exactly what just happened. <laughs> and then they needed a new headquarters. And over the course of several years, Wizards infiltrated the construction team of a new building in New York. Uh, by the time the Woolsworth building was completed, it would both house Nomad and, if activated with the correct spell, transform into the space for wizards. The only outer mark of the new secret location was an owl carved over the entrance. Hmm. Yeah, so the Woolsworth building housed both Nomad and Wizard Kind. It's just you had to use a specific spell and to know where to go. Which could be very dangerous. Where in Britain, the misery of magic is underground. But isn't it under a government building? Yeah, it's still under government buildings. It's in London, still under a bunch of government buildings, but it's underground rather than in the same building. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, at this point, we are going to take a short mid-break and be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Wow. All right, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of the Wizarding World. And at this point, I just want to remind everyone we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Lorecast, where you can support us there, um, get ad-free episodes, or even join us on once a month on the end of every month on an episode of your topic of choice. You can support us also through Apple and Spotify. If you leave a five-star review on Apple, we'll read it out loud on the show, as well as some kind words on an episode on Spotify. We will read that out loud on the show as well. And then um, you can also find us on Discord. We have the Robots Radio Discord, where we're a part of the... um, podcast network that we're a part of you can find us there as well as my two other shows holocron histories and the final fantasy lore cast and you can now find us on a new discord 
that I created for the shows I host called Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord Server. Uh, the link of that is in the episode description. Uh, you can find that uh, where, you know, we can talk about anything Wizard World, my two other shows, Holocron Histories or Final Fantasy Lorecast. Uh, just a bunch of fun, hang out, very chill. And yeah, and if you play Final Fantasy, you can join us on Final Fantasy 14 because I'm trying to start a <laughs> guild on that. So please, please come. Uh, we are on the Sarah server. Uh, if he, anybody wants to join, I know that's completely off topic from Wizarding World, but still. Uh, but yeah, you can join us there, have a lot of fun. And other than that, uh, you can find us live on Twitch at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on my Twitch channel, Ben of Tamaria, uh, every Wednesday. And new episodes will drop every Friday on all podcasters. Any else things to add, guys? Nope, I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's get right back into it. All right, now that we're back, we are now jumping to the 19th century of the MAC USA. So, sometime at the end of the 19th century, legislation was introduced which would require all American wizards and witches to have a permit allowing them to carry a wand. This was a measure that would intended to keep tabs on all magical activity and identify the perpetrators of their wands, thus making the concealment of magic easier. Rapporteur's law was in operation of the 1920s, and several officers at MAC USA had no counterpart in the Ministry of Magic. So, yeah, essentially they just made concealed carry license for wands. I was about to say, that sounds real familiar. It's literally a fire law. It's literally exactly like a firearm law permit that you have to have to carry a firearm. Mm -hmm. Same thing for a wand. Same thing. Yup. Because the USA. (laughs) Because America. Anyway. (laughs) I wasn't going to do that, but all right. I'll I'll leave it at that there. (laughs) Good. And then now we have their law enforcement. So the first dozen volunteers to train as Aurors in the U.S. had a special place in the United States Wizard history in part due to their sacrifice. Their def- descendants were given particular respect ever since. And of these 12, only two survive in the old age, Clarity Wink, Wink and Son, who became the MAC, MAC USA's third president, and Theobald Fintain, who's the direction of Ajabert, who's a direct descendant of Ajabert, was the headmaster of the Liminary School of Witchcraft and Wizardry in 2016. Another vital part of the law enforcement officer offices was the U.S. Or divisions, which conducted or as well as police work. So, which is also very different compared to the Ministry of Magic. The Ministry only have ORs. They don't have a police department. As yeah. far as we know. As far as we know, we, they don't have a police department. They only have ORs. So. But, I mean, as far as we see, there's not a whole lot of crime that, that we see in the wizarding world when in Britain. We see a lot of dark wizards, but we don't see a whole lot of crime. Where in the U.S., going to be a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go with that. 
<laughs> and then also of note were uh, Gontpilus Graves, ancestor to Percival Graves, whose family were influential in American wizarding politics, and Abraham Potter, whose uh, genealogist would discover centuries later was a distantly re uh, related to the famous Harry Potter. And as most of other magical governing bodies, the Department of Magical Law Enforcement was the largest department in the MAC USA. Hmm. Hmm. That, that's, oh. uh, hmm. Oh. Okay. What do you know? Law enforcement being one of the biggest things in the MAC USA. Hmm. It's just like our military. Hmm. America. <laughs> anyway. It's just been real hard not to say it. I know, right? Oh my gosh, there's so many, so many similarities to our, you know, actual government, which is all based on. Which it makes sense because if you're going to have a younger country making radical changes and differences and trying to run their people different from how the world had been run, there's going to be big changes, and you're going to base it off of your neighboring government. So yeah. It kind of makes sense. The other in-house government of the country. In-house, yes. So now we have their government structure. So the Magical Congress of the United States of America was a large body of government and thus had many different positions and departments within. So we have the MAC USA president. So the president of the Magical Congress of the United States of America was the leader of the wizarding world in the United States and the highest ranking member of the Magical Congress of the United States of America, which they proceeded over. Josiah Jackson became the first president of the MAC USA. Josiah was thought to be the strong enough to deal with the troubles caused by the Salem Witch Trials. And then now we have the different departments. And there's a lot of departments. So, the MAC USA had several departments in all, each dealing with different aspects of the wizarding world. It had a Department of law, Magical Law Enforcement, which, just as the British Ministry of Magic did, okay, I guess they did. It also had the largest department. It was also the largest department, and others more or less answered to it. Some of the departments were the Body of Production Protection of Magical Creatures, mm -hmm. which we, we know happens in... Uh, the Ministry of Magic, the Department of Orders, the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, the Department of No Mag Misinformation, the Department of Unidentified Magical Objects, the Department for Confiscated uh, Objects, the Federal Bureau of Cor uh, Covert, the Vigilant and No Mag Obliviation, the MAC USA Surveillance Wizarding Resources Department, the Magical Cleaning Department. Heck yeah. That's where I want to work. <laughs> uh, the Major Investigation Department. Office for Magic Relations and Education. And the Wizarding Resources Department. So those are all the departments that you will find in the MAC USA. And yeah, some of these are like, okay, that's weird to have. Like, the Magical Cleaning Department? Like, What? So they were Maybe it's cleaning up messes and it's just trying to be gentle about it. It was to clean like... information from pamphlets, newspapers and such. There we go. And they use a simple like they use a cleaning charm to change set pamphlets. Uh, so muggle. So no mages won't know about the uh, wizard world. Makes sense. 
So, and obviously, you know, the Federal Bureau of COVID uh, Vigilance and Nomads Obliviation, that's literally a department just to obliviate anybody who knows anything about Wizardkind. So. Just obliviate them? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll just wipe oh. all their memories because that's what we do. And, like, they have to wipe so, like, the events of Fantastic Beasts, for instance, so many people saw magic. And mm-hmm. thank God for the Thunderbird because the Thunderbird... Uh, when it soars, it can create rain clouds that if you get touched by the rain, it will obliviate your memories of um, a certain time length. So everybody in New York City completely forgot everything. That's really cool. No wonder yeah. the shut-ins remember everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and uh, luckily, and then, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Jacob was the Mongol. Yes. The, the, no match, yeah, yeah. He his memories started coming back to him because he saw like he kept seeing um Goldie go uh gosh I can't remember her name the, his love interest Queenie Queenie Queenie, Queenie. I almost mm-hmm. said Goldie I was like that's not right <laughs> it's alright Queenie Goldstein is her last name right I don't know that one I just remember her name was Queenie Queenie but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then most of the departments listed had either something to do with uh, magical law or no match relations, as the MACUSA spent a large amount of resources towards keeping the American wizarding community hidden from no match. So that is the other major difference between the ministry and the MACUSA was the MACUSA had no relations with the United States government whatsoever where the Ministry of Magic actually had a close relation with the British government. Yes. And only only with the Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're sworn to secrecy. But they only see them every few times if something terrible happens. Yeah. But like, you know, like when Voldemort... Was it Order of the Phoenix? Uh, we see it in Half-Blood Prince, and Half-Blood we see Prince. it in Order of the Phoenix, and we see it in uh, Half-Blood Prince as well. We see it towards the end, gotcha. in part, in like the beginning, mid, and end of uh, Order of the Phoenix, with Fudge mm-hmm. uh, visiting the Prime Minister, and then we also see it in the uh, beginning of Half-Blood Prince, because that's when Fudge goes to the Prime Minister to introduce the new Minister of Magic. Yes. Because okay. Fudge stepped down. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And explained yeah. the whole, like, your bridge didn't collapse on uh, accident. It was like a magical means kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And explained to mentors to him, and it was, like, terrifying. To the, to the muggle. Him. The muggle was terrified. Yeah, don't blame him. But, yeah. Um, but that is what we have for this episode. Is there anything else we should add? No, if we have a second part, I'm sure there'll be plenty to add there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Wizarding World Lorecast, and remember, the wand chooses the witch or wizard. Thank you for listening to Wizarding World Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can follow us on Twitter at www.lorecast, and you can email us at wizardingworldlorecast at gmail.com.